So if I can just start off real honest, I've been going through some stuff. I've had a little bit of some offense come my way recently, like like so much offense that I've kind of been like questioning my security and my confidence as a child of God. And, and these specific offenses have been coming directly from my sweet angel baby girls who are not babies anymore. They are actually little girls who um, are very blunt, have no filter yet, and just say things that come straight to their mind without really thinking. And um, it's been a little hurtful for me lately. And as cute as they are, my six and a half year old, and you know when you're six, the half part really matters. So she's six and a half. I think we have a picture of her. And then we also have my Adley, who's going to be five next month. Um, they, they've been causing some um, offense in my life. And um, it's just straight up hurtful. And any of you who have ever worked with children or who um, have younger siblings, yes, oh man, so cute, right? But oh, out of her mouth have come some offensive things. Um, there, there they are, Easter, super cute. Um, so, so they've been saying some hurtful things lately. Um, and, and so you can relate if you've ever worked with children or have any idea what, what toddlers in their honesty and their no filtered mouths can, can say. So recently um, I was, I'd just gotten ready for the day and I'd come out of my room and um, Allie just looks at me and she says, mom, you look like you have a baby in your tummy. <laughs> Silver girl. That's exactly what I wanted to hear when I got ready this morning. And then um, a few days later, I was in my closet and I was trying on some new clothes that um, someone had given me. And Ava walks in and she's like, Mom, that dress is so cute. It's so pretty. You should make your face look prettier. <laughs> right? Thank you. Like, oh my gosh. I'm sorry to have makeup on. Apparently, it's not pretty without makeup. That's, oh, bless her heart. Okay. And you know, it gets worse. Um, I know you're like, how can it get worse? Well, um, I had just got done running. I run early in the mornings and I came home from my run and the girls were just waking up and Allie walked out of bed and, and she comes over to me like, good morning, Allie. I missed you while you were sleeping. How did you sleep? And she just goes, you smell like a five-layer beefy burrito. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, well, that's first of all very specific. And secondly, like, I mean, I need to lose weight. I need to make myself prettier. I need to smell better. I mean, like life has been rough at my house the last few weeks. I'm just telling you how, how real it's been out of these cute little girls at my house, okay? But have you ever been offended? Have you ever been called you know, fat or ugly or, you know, smelly, apparently, like a five-layer beefy burrito. I don't know if that's ever been your direct insult, but it has been for me. Um, or, or maybe for you, you know, the offense came when someone you text and you know they read your text because they have the notification that says read and then they don't respond. Don't have that notification if you're not going to respond pretty darn quickly, right? Or like, um, you know, other offenses like social media can kind of have this where like you're like sitting at home and you're like, I got nothing going on. And you see your friends are having a little get together like, dude, 
I got nothing going on. Why was I not invited to this, right? And don't even get me started on driving. I ha might have a little bit of road rage, but like, come on, don't drive slow in the fast lane. For goodness sakes, get over. Thank you. It's just, it's so frustrating. Or like, you're so kindly like sitting in the parking lot waiting for your spot. You have your blinker on. It's all cool. Someone whips right in, takes your, oh, my goodness, please don't get me started on driving. I have, I have a problem. I need to let go of some offense, okay? Um, and there can be so many ways that we can be offended. We can be hurt. People can do things. People can say things. And friends, I think we're living in a society where everyone is offended about everything, right? Everyone has some kind of offense. And listen to what happened to me today. And can you believe this? We all have this kind of offense. And it seems like we've forgotten what Jesus meant when he said turn the other cheek and instead we feel the need to like have justice for every wrong that has ever been done to us and tonight I want to talk about this right that we feel to be offended and then I want to see what Jesus says about it because doesn't it just feel like we have a right it feels like we have a right when someone wrongs us to be offended and we want justice and we want them to feel the sting of our like anger in, in how they offended us. Like we, we want to see that wrong done right, but in the end, it doesn't really work that way. This is actually the number one strategy that Satan uses against us is to get us to live in offense and unforgiveness and bitterness because we are stuck when we live in an offended state of mind. When we don't forgive others, I've heard it said, it's like drinking poison you meant for someone else, but instead you're drinking it, right? We, when we don't forgive, it, we harbor the bitterness, the anger, the frustration in our own lives, not in their lives. The person that caused the offense, we harbor it in our own hearts. And, and so before we kind of dive in anymore, I have to just point out a very distinct difference there is between offense and offended. Two completely different things, right? Offense is an event. An offense is something that happened, but offended is a reaction. It's how we respond to that offense. They're two very different things. Offended is a decision. And Jesus is talking to his disciples in Luke 17, 1, and he says, it is impossible. And I think we just need to pay attention when Jesus says something is impossible. We need to pay attention when he says, it is impossible that no offenses should come. Jesus is guaranteeing us this, this news, not great news, but this news that we will be offended. Things are going to happen. Teachers are going to assign papers at the last minute, and it's going to really be a pain in your little hiney, right? Parents are going to cause offense when they tell all of your friends that you wet the bed till you were 10 years old. Like, it's going to happen. It's, offenses are going to come your way. It's part of human life, hashtag life, okay? Offenses will happen to each and every one of us. And I think there's so many types of offenses and what offends you might not offend me and what offends me might not offend you. And I think everyone kind of has like their hot button of like what what like stirs that anger if like if someone brings this up or if someone does this you just like instantly want to go off you just like that we all have those hot buttons right of those kind of offenses that come and we just we're ready to box when those offenses come and tonight we're going to talk about a few of those but while we're talking about them I, I really want to pose this question what if we gave up 
our right to be offended? What if, what if we gave up that right to feel like we have to cause justice in our own lives because I submit to you that being offended doesn't make you right. Being offended does not make you right because here's the truth. Sometimes the truth can be offensive, right? When my husband says, um, hey, sweetie, your, your attitude's kind of sucky right now. Your tone of voice is a little bit harsh, right? Ouch, but true, right? Truth can hurt. It can be offensive when someone points something out to us or like when people are like, oh, no offense, but blah, blah, blah. And really you're like, oh, you meant offense by that. Or they start the sentence with no offense and then continue on with something that might be true, but you know it like hurts your feelings when, when people are like, oh, but no offense. It's like a, yep, thank you. Anyways. But I think the Bible says, um, that uh, Jesus says in the Bible, who, who is Jesus? What is Jesus? John 14, 6 says, Jesus told them, he's talking to his disciples, I am the way and the what? The truth. I am the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is the truth. And if the truth can be offensive, is it possible that maybe sometimes Jesus can be offensive? Sometimes when Jesus points out something in our life that is wrong, when there's a sin, when there's wrong choices, when there's something yuck in our life, and Jesus points it out, it can feel a little bit offensive. But, but what's, what's true, if, if you have true relationship with Jesus, you know that Jesus points us to the truth because it brings us closer to him because he is the truth and the truth can transform us. The truth can change us, right? The truth is what makes us better. The truth is how we see, how we need to see ourselves, how we need to see others. And so tonight we're gonna talk about three offenses that will absolutely inevitably come in everyone's life. If it hasn't come yet, it will come. I'm just saying, I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news. I'm just saying it's gonna happen. It's just part of life, okay? So the first offense we're gonna talk about is the offense of being insulted, right? Just like I mentioned with the insults that have come recently, recently in my life through my sweet little children. Okay, those were insulting to me to call me fat and ugly and smelly. Like it's offensive. Okay, we will have insults come. And I feel like this can start super early in life. Obviously my kids are four and six, but like on the playground in elementary school, kids come up with like the most bizarre insults that you've ever heard. Um, my my niece recently, let's see, what did Amy say? She, um, toot-faced, liar head, bucolic, mom head, I don't know. My, my nephew was also calling people puke, even though he meant to call them punk. He got confused with the word, I don't know. Crunchy lizard was one I recently heard. What does that even mean? They come up with the strangest insults as children. You know who I bet has some really good ones is Jeremy Pullen. He has like the strangest names for things. I bet he has some really good ones up his sleeve, but we're not trying to insult people, but I bet he has some good ones, okay? But honestly, there are some pretty insulting things people can do, pretty insulting things that people can say. And this brings me to a, a story in the Bible found in Matthew 16. And Jesus is talking to his disciples. It's a very serious conversation about how he's going to suffer terrible things. He's going to die, but then on the third day, he's going to rise again. And Peter's like, he, he, one of the disciples there, and he's like, Jesus, no, 
bro, let's, let's not talk about this. Check it out, Matthew 16, 22 and 23. But Peter took him, talking about Jesus aside, and began to reprimand him. He's, he's beginning to reprimand Jesus. Okay, just clarifying. For saying such things, heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's OMG. Jesus just called Peter Satan. Ha, if that's not an insult, I'm not quite sure what is, okay? but. But Peter's being an idiot here. Like he's reprimanding the savior of the world. Jesus kind of calls him out on his stuff. He's speaking truth. Maybe not with so much grace in that moment. Like, hello, Peter, get your stuff together. But, but that's exactly what offenses are. They're dangerous traps to us. However, what I love about Peter, and it doesn't like explain this, um, but, but I don't think Peter live, lived offended after that. I think he was just straight up embarrassed. Like I'm pretty sure he's just like, oh, well, pretend no one ever said that. Like, I bet he was super embarrassed. But, but what is amazing is I bet Peter gave up his right to feel offended in that moment because it talks about a few verses later, he's hanging out with Jesus up on a mountain. So I'm like, okay, they, they, Peter worked it out in his own heart that he was, you know, in the wrong there. Um, but it did kind of make me wonder what happened, what would have happened if Peter wouldn't have given up his right to be offended in that moment of Jesus calling him Satan and a dangerous trap, what would have happened if Peter like started to stir things up with the other disciples? He's like, bro, did you hear what Jesus called me? Can you believe that Jesus called me Satan? He called me like, what, sh what are we, like, what if Peter like got an attitude, got all sassy to his other friend disciples? Like, what would have happened? Because the truth is, Jesus wanted to build the church on Peter. Because Peter gave up his right to be offended, God was able to use him to build the church. If he would not have given up that right to feel offended in that moment, I bet things would look a little bit different for each and every one of us. The second offense that comes is one that I feel very, um, it's hard. It's a very hard one. The offense of being ignored. Oh, this one hurts. This one, like, okay, like insults, I feel like I can handle, like, okay, six-year-old, use a filter. But, like, a being ignored, oh, my goodness, this is, first of all, very hurtful. Second of all, very frustrating um, when it comes to being ignored. And I think we live in a society where we have this incessant need to be noticed. Have you noticed? Have you noticed how social media breeds this need in us to be noticed, to be liked, to be followed? Like, come on, it's not that hard to like double tap your screen, just give me a quick little like, show me that you noticed what I got going on, okay? And sometimes when we don't get that like, when we don't have that um, affirmation or that acknowledgement of, of being um, there, I, I think it's like super hard to, to feel that offense of being ignored or, or like we talked about before, when your friend reads your text and then they sh just sh don't respond, but you know they read it. And, and that can be super hard to be feeling ignored. Or I don't know if anyone else experienced this in school. Maybe it was just me, hopefully not. But like when, when you have a question and the teacher's talking and you're being polite, and you're raising your hand and you're using your manners and they straight up don't acknowledge you. Like they don't even look at you and you just are awkward with your hand in the air for like you don't know how long. You're like, 
I guess I'll put my hand down because that teacher's not going to answer my question. I am being completely ignored in this moment. Or like when you talk to your mom and you're like, Mom, 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 like, oh my goodness, answer me, right? I feel like that's probably how my kids feel about me, but it's like, I will answer you when you stop saying my name. Quit saying my name. Uh, and, and so they can feel, you can feel this like offense of being completely ignored. Who would ignore their child when they said their names one million times? I don't, I don't know who, who that would be. Have you, have you ever felt ignored by like a really close friend where like, You've called, you've texted, you, you've, you've seen them, and they just aren't even really, like, acknowledging you, or it's kind of like cold shoulder. That one kind of hurts a little bit more. Maybe maybe even, like, a pastor you've, you've felt ignored by. Maybe, maybe you've even felt ignored by God. Those ones hurt a little bit more. Those ones feel a little bit more offensive. When you feel like someone you love and you look up to, doesn't even acknowledge you, and this can be a difficult offense to deal with. And I think sometimes, you know, like we saw Jesus kind of bringing that offense to Peter, sometimes I think people that bear the name of Jesus can also bring an offense. And, and so I just want to take a minute and say, I'm sorry if you've ever felt ignored by a pastor here, by a blue team, by, by any staff um, in this church or any other church, man, I, I'm sorry if you've ever felt the offense of being ignored by one of us. Um, we aren't perfect. We don't get it right. Sometimes we mess up. Sometimes, I mean, we're just human and, and we don't always get it right. And, and I'm so sorry, but, but I do want to point this out to you. Please never project the nature of man onto the character of God. Don't project the nature of man onto the character of God because just because we get it wrong doesn't mean he gets it wrong, right? Just because we mess up doesn't mean God messes up. And, and so don't, don't, I don't want you to get that confused in your mind when an offense comes from someone in a place and they are bearing the name of Jesus. The third offense that comes to us that also feels pretty sucky is the offense of insignificance. Right? Have you ever been made to feel so small or unimportant or just not noticed or, or like not even being worth considered for something? Maybe in school you felt this way, maybe on a team, maybe in your own home you've even felt a little bit of insignificance. And somewhere along the way, someone has made you feel small or unimportant. And I think this would be it's especially hard in high school. Some of you go to massive high schools where it's just like a sea of people. And I think it's hard to, to not get lost in that sea of people and start comparing yourself to others and, and seeing what other people are doing. And, and they're doing this and they're accomplishing this. And you're like, who am I? Like, I, I got not much going for me. But oh, the lie that happens when we begin comparing ourselves to other people right? It's an absolute lie from the enemy. And, and something that I've come to realize is offenses are kind of like glasses, um, right? We, we, we see things through certain lenses. We see things from our perspective, from our vantage point. So I've asked my sweet friend, Brittany, to come up to kind of help me illustrate what this looks like having glasses. So Brittany has these beautiful, isn't she cute? She's got these great glasses. I don't. I, I actually tried to like fail my eye test once like in fifth grade because I wanted glasses so bad 
but apparently I can see well, so I don't need them. Um, so then I had to go correct myself when I lied about seeing things. I know, I'm sorry. And <laughs> Brittany's had glasses forever? Since she was six years old, okay? Um, so, so we have offenses, and they're kind of like lenses. So Brittany sees things a certain way through these lenses. Can, could you take those off for us? <laughs> what, do you, what do you see now? Can I borrow these? What do you see? How many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> Try and make your own. Like, how, how far can you see? What do I look like? <laughs> Look at her. I don't think she, am I blurry? Am I? You're bl- I can hello. See you now. Got blonde hair. I do have blonde hair. It's because I already know that. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so Brandon can't see super well without these, but let's see what what it. Oh, Brittany. Oh, sweetheart. I literally see like red dots, and I cannot see a single face. Yeah. Oh my goodness, like. Oh my goodness, like, so, so we see things from our own lenses, from our own vantage point. So, so when Brittany has her lenses on, she can see, but when I have them on, I can't see at all. See the difference when, when we have those offenses, we see them from certain vantage points and sometimes they're a little unclear. Thank you. I'm so glad you have glasses so you can see clearly. God, God bless your eyes. Um, and I think that's so important that we ask God to help us to see clearly when offenses come because so often we see them in the wrong way. We see them from our vantage point because the truth is you are significant. The truth is you are important. You do have purpose. You do have meaning. And for whoever made you feel that way, whether it was just a lie you made up in your own head or if someone offended you and and making you feel small and unimportant, that is absolutely the furthest thing from the truth. God created you with a purpose. He doesn't do things accidentally. God is a God of purpose and meaning, and you are significant whether you feel it or not. And I beg you to look at yourself through the lenses of our Heavenly Father and not from our own messed up, skewed lenses. So what do we do? What do we do when these offenses come? How do we handle them? How do we react? How do we live unoffended? Because I think it's so very possible to do. And like Pastor Will talked about last week, we we have these heavy things and we have these light things and we have to deal with them. Otherwise, they're gonna cause damage in some form or fashion. And I believe that offense is a very heavy thing that we have to deal with quickly or else we will suffer very, very quickly. And listen, it's not going to take long to, to put this newfound idea into practice, right? Offenses are going to come. It might be later tonight. It might be in the morning. But what if instead we, we took these heavy offenses, these hurts, the, these things that have happened to us, and we take them to our Heavenly Father and we ask Him to deal with it. And we say, Lord, did you hear what she said to me? Did you see what he did to me? Did you see they made eye contact and then didn't even acknowledge me? Did you see that? And what if we take it and we say, here, Lord, this is yours. Will you be my defender? Will you take care of this for me? Because it's heavy and I feel yuck. And so I'm just going to lay it down and I'm going to say, Lord, I choose to forgive it. And I choose to trust that you're going to be my defender. I'm going to trust that you're going to be my 
defender. What if we gave up our right to be offended and then know that in return, God's going to give us his peace as we trust him to be the defense of our lives. And Jesus gives us the good news. A little bit after he, he tells us that offenses are going to come, he tells us good news. In Matthew nineteen twenty six. Jesus looked at them, talking to the disciples, and I believe he's talking to each one of us tonight, and he said, humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God, everything is possible. It is possible to live lives unoffended. It is. It is possible to not live with that unforgiveness and that bitterness in our hearts. And I'm so thankful that Jesus modeled this for us. Before Jesus died on a cross for you and me, he was in this garden and he was praying to God. And he says in Mark 14, 36, Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Jesus knew it was possible for God to take this from him. He said, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. What if Jesus hadn't given up his right to be offended? What if Jesus hadn't given up his right as he hung on a cross on our behalf? What would have happened if he wouldn't have given up that right? Was Jesus insulted? You bet. Was Jesus ignored? Absolutely. Did did people make him feel small and insignificant? Yes. Yet he was completely innocent and he was treated as if he was the worst criminal. He had the power to unleash his fury at any moment and vindicate himself, right? He's the defender. He can can do whatever he wants. But in complete submission, he humbled himself and he trusted God, the Father's plan for him. He was obedient even to death on a cross. The Bible says the wages of sin are death. So Jesus knew that staying on the cross was necessary so that you and I could live forever. His death was necessary so we could have eternal life with him. And because of his sacrifice and his unwavering trust in God the Father, he conquered death and he offers us eternal life with him. What a wonderful and successful choice he gave to give up the right to be offended and trust his heavenly father's plan. The Bible clearly states if you're a child of God, he will be your defender. Genesis 18.25 says, Should not the judge of all the earth do what is right? God will do what is right. He will, he will be your defender if you let him. We honor him when we trust him to do what is right in our lives. And oh, friends, he's worthy of our trust. He absolutely can be trusted. So tonight we have a decision to make. Do we want to stay stuck? Do we want to let go? Those are our options. When we stay stuck in unforgiveness and bitterness and in these offenses, when we stay offended, we're stuck. And I'm feeling very challenged by this in my own life right now is some actual real offenses, not just insults by my sweet little babies. So some actual offenses have come in my life. And, I, and I've been wrestling with this because I know that if I stay offended in my heart, I'm only hurting myself. I'm not actually hurting that other person. And so when I say let go, what I really mean is can we choose to forgive When we let go, can we really forgive the offense that has come, that event that happened to us? Instead, can we go, all right, Lord, I'm going to let you handle it. 
I'm going to trust that you're going to be my defender. Colossians 1, 13 and 14 says, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Jesus purchased your freedom and forgave your sins, but if we don't forgive others, we cannot live in that freedom. We can't. We can't live free when we harbor that unforgiveness inside of our hearts. So, so if you guys would, just for a minute, just, just bow your heads. Because I know that each and every one of you have dealt with some kind of offense. I, I know that someone has insulted you. Someone has ignored you. Someone has made you feel insignificant. It is part of life. But what if instead of holding on to that offense, what if we could choose to let it go? What what if we could instead say, Jesus, here's my offense. Here's what happened. You saw it, you were there and I feel hurt, but instead I'm giving it to you. Lord, would you take it? I wanna live in peace. I, I wanna live with joy and I can't do that when I am harboring unforgiveness and offense in my heart. So I just want you to picture what, whatever's happened in your life, whether it was when you were a kid, whether it was yesterday, whether it was today. And I, and I want you to just picture this thing in your hand and I, and I want you to just lay it at the feet of Jesus and say, Lord, I choose to forgive this offense. I choose to forgive my parents for, for speaking to me that way. I choose to forgive my teacher for not believing in me. I choose to forgive my friend for ignoring me, for rejecting me choose to forgive and I'm going to let you be my defender because the truth is my friends Jesus can't defend you when you're trying to defend yourself and Jesus is the very best defender that there is he will fight for you he chooses you every single time Jesus will not ignore you he will not make you feel insignificant he will not insult you Jesus loves you and he cares for you and he wants freedom for you. He wants the best for you. So right now in your heart, let's just let's just pray together. Lord Jesus, we choose to forgive the offenses in our life. Things people have said, the way they've treated us. God, would you be our defender? Would you fight for us? Would you fight on behalf of us? Knowing that when we let go, we can trust you to do what is good and do what is right. Thank you, Jesus, that you forgive us so that we can forgive others. Lord, I pray that you bless each and every student in your name with giving up this right to be offended and instead would live in freedom. I bless them with freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.